You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Sam, our generation is screwing up. They're screwing up bad because they're idolizing the wrong Star Wars film. A, a, a new report came out that in 2014, 218 babies were named Anakin, as in Anakin Skywalker. The the wrong Star Wars character to be... I mean, this is Darth Vader we're talking about. You're naming your kids after Darth Vader, and you're naming your kids after... A character from the lesser Star Wars. I mean, so you want to like a lot of Luke's, a lot of Luke's, a lot of Hans, a lot of Leia's, a lot of Lando's. I don't know if I've actually known or ever heard of anyone actually being named Lando, but yes, th- hmm. th- from the good ones, Lando Earnshaw. <laughs> I would. Hey. <laughs> no, and I don't think it would work. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to My Comic Life. My name is Jeff, and sitting across from me, as always, is... Sam. We want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, uh, you can always find us on Facebook. Just search for My Comic Life in the Facebook search bar. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MyComic underscore Life. Uh, and if you're, uh, if you're listening to us via iTunes, please rate us and comment. That really helps us out. Uh, okay, Sam. So, yeah. 218 boys are now named Anakin. It's the, it, it, like it's kind of a powerful name. I mean, my name is Anakin. Is it versus though? my name's Jeff? Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I don't know, man. Sorry, I just I, I what? But like I said, it's Han, Luke. You know, you have so many. Do you realize how much shit you would get if you named your kid Han? I mean, everybody would know why you named your kid Han. Everyone knows why you're naming your kid Anakin. No, I mean, Anakin, I mean... Okay, let me retract my previous statement. <laughs> oh, man. That argument just lost some steam. Thank you. Is I feel, I feel vindicated, yes. Justified? I do. Is I mean... Just it was just such a bad. The first three were just so bad. Like why? I know, but why what the character we, represents, why? though, it's it's more than that. Aha, there we go. Got my argument back. They're not basing it based off the films, but who the character is in Darth the Star Vader? Wars mythos. Darth Vader. So you're talking. So you're you're essentially like being like. So my kid one day is gonna grow up to be a serial killer. No, my kid's gonna grow up to be the ultimate Sith badass. Who blows up a planet, killing millions? He's like the he's the the Empire is the like the world's most efficient mass murdering like now, group in the history. Now let's of time. Let's let's break this down oh here. Oh my God! No, we don't we don't need to spend this much no, time no, on no. this. Okay, did I guess we Darth are. actually pull the trigger, or did he just kind of stand by and let it happen? Are you? Oh my God! I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of those people from Clerks. There's another group of people who were just following orders. They are called the Nazis. All right, like you made me go there, Sam. I made you quote Kevin Smith. You did, you did. Well, his early like his early work's really good, but no, is that, that but that is your argument. Yeah, that is your argument, and that and that's not. That's not a good Granted, one. Granted, in, in episode one, yes, he does, or not episode, I'm sorry, episode four, he does just kind of stand there next to his daughter and watch her home plan and get blown up. Yeah. Talk it, about family bonding. Yeah. 
yeah, is uh, is interesting. Uh, hey, speaking of the Star Wars uh, universe, they well, I shouldn't say they, but someone might have screw, screwed up a little bit and given us a sneak peek at some of the stormtrooper helmets from the upcoming Rogue One film. Is uh, one of the cast members uh, is what is his name? Donnie Yen posted to his Instagram account a, a picture of three stormtrooper helmets in the middle. Uh, this is up on our Facebook page, by the way. In the middle is the classic uh, white uh, stormtrooper helmet, and on either side of it is uh, are two new, or what we're assuming are two new stormtrooper helmets from the uh, Rogue One film. Is it was uh, he posted it with the caption of uh, "Is I I am the Force and I fear nothing." Gonna put this in my company's display room. And then, after posting that to his Instagram account, it was quickly taken down. So, obviously, someone he in this... He didn't did get J.J. or LucasArts permission. No, he did not. But based on these helmets, one looks kind of like it could be a futuristic TIE fighter pilot helmet. or yeah, the black the, one. The black yeah. one. Yeah. You got your standard, I can't hit shit, your white stormtrooper helmet. And then you got one that's kind of khaki and looks like it could be desert warfare helmet. Yeah, I I, th I think you're right on the nose. Is is I th I, th I think that's where we're gonna see each one of these helmets. Is is the classic? You know, we'll see all over the place. Then when they're in the desert, and then uh, the Tie Fighters. Is Tie Fighter, or at least we're on a spaceship. Yes. Darker settings helmet. Yes, is is I I uh, I agree with that, and uh, I th I think that's what we'll see. Is what what do you think of the look of them? Is uh, it looks like you know. The Empire has once again advanced itself. More technology has become better. These look more sleeker, I more aerodynamic and efficient. The uh, the one that we're saying could be the Tie Fighter helmet, the black one on the uh, left, kind of has a Darth Vader feel to it as well. Really, see, I I was going with uh, Battlestar Galactica with the classic Cylon. Is I I kind of I kind of think you expect to see a red line kind of waving through the eyes. I could see that, eyes. but but just just the way the, where the uh, what would be the mouthpiece that's covering over the mouth, just the way that is formed with the uh, with like the tall triangle, is it just kind of reminds me of. So you know that reminds me of like kind of like a halfway made up Darth Vader mask right there. Yeah, well, you know we we each interpret it the way to each his own. There we go. There we go. So uh, we'll be, it'll be interesting to see if these new helmets actually make it in the film or if these are just prototypes that, you know, they were... Shame on you, Donnie yeah. Yen. You're, yeah. You're going to get rewrites. Donnie Yen gets killed off now. No. I'm I, kidding. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's a publicity, it's a PR stunt, but it could be. But hey, be. if you want to see what these helmets look like, you should hop on over to our Facebook page where we have posted this article and you can read all about it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Sticking with movies is two of uh, two of the, two big films coming up have uh, officially wrapped uh, shooting is uh, Suicide Squad officially wrapped and uh, the the new Captain America uh, Civil War movie has finished wrapped. Do you hear what the Suicide Squad did on like their rap day? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, hey, we we survived this together. No, to, to, oh yeah, didn't they all get like tattoos? Yeah, but they showed like, like they each like tattooed each, like, each other. It showed like Margot Robbie and full on like Harley Quinn makeup oh, like yeah. tattooing like one of her castmates. That, I... <laughs> Ripping off Lord of the Rings, are we? And far less significant. What'd they do with Lord of the Rings? Oh, the entire, like, primary cast all went out and got, like, some 
like elvish word of for like friendship like tattooed somewhere on their body after they got done completing like all the films you know just as a w- sign of saying you know hey we'll all be friends together you know and hmm. yeah so, so i mean like mckellen see, all don't... of them have some little elvish tattoo on their huh. body see i don't know if i would do that is uh, i just i i don't i don't think i would is you know well maybe it's something like Lord of the Rings, where you were yeah, together I mean, for like, so long, but Suicide Squad. No, I mean, like this was just a shoot. Like, I mean, this was one movie. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. I mean, like these characters, like spent at least what three to four years together. Like, celebrated birthdays, yeah. births, marriages. I mean, like, I mean, Suicide Squad. I mean, we're still not sure exactly how DC's cinematic universe is going to play out. There's Tell you still what, a lot of questions. You make about it to it. Suicide Squad six, then you can get the tattoos out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You spend you spend a couple years on set together. Yeah. That then I would, but but no, not just not just after a regular shoot. I mean, it sounds like that it was an intense shoot, but you know, I th- I think a lot of action movies have intense shoots and and. I don't think it warrants a fucking tattoo, though, but okay. It's I'll tell you what, Jeff. When this show ends its run, we're going to get tattoos. To- okay. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I wouldn't mind that. I, you know, is We're going to get My Comic Life and Elvish tattooed on us. Uh, I would not get it in Elvish. Uh, but so I, I, don't, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing because – because if you've read uh, – we're flipping over to Civil War rapping, uh, rapping their shooting – is in the, in an article on uh, on Movie Phone, they're talking about the uh, about Civil War rapping, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but they list the sides that all the different superheroes are on. Yeah, they've got like photos, at least pasted together photos. It may not be official photos, right? Of and who's on what side? I mean, if you've read the comics, you 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 know what's up. But if you were just a normal movie going fan, like you're a fan of of the Marvel universe but you're not reading the comics just watching the movies would you want would you want to see that just don't click on it i mean i i I just i don't know if it's a spoiler or not if it would count as that not really okay great then you want to go over who's on whose side sure (laughs) all right so this is uh this is uh this is coming after the wrap is they have officially or they uh, maybe like sam said maybe it's not official but the information we have now is we can see is we can see who's on whose side in Civil War, uh, and once again the plot of Civil War is is uh, some there's a tragic accident and it causes a line to be drawn down the middle between uh, between the superheroes on one side one side is led by Iron Man and they be- and Iron Man's people believe that superheroes should register with the government. Take off the mask, step out into the spotlight, stop hiding in the shadows. Be held accountable for their actions. And then they're the other side led by Captain America, who says, no, we should remain anonymous and that we shouldn't have these rules and regulations imposed on us because we're ultimately on the side of good. So teaming up with Iron Man and on his side is, of course, we have the team led by Iron Man and then... Uh, War Machine, and then also from Age of Ultron, uh, the Vision. See, that's weird to me. I think Vision should be kind of a should be able to rise above this and be kind of like a neutral party. Really, I don't think he would take sides either way in this. I, that's what the X Men did, and and I think that's why they're not. I mean, one because Fox has the rights for it, but also 
um, I don't uh, is I, I think that's I, I think that's why they're not including them in the movie because in the comic they were um, they were neutral is they or they at least attempted to stay out of it yeah and I mean they did get drawn into it by uh, some of Iron Man's guards but for the most part they didn't choose sides so uh, War Machine Vision Black Widow and Spider-Man now I posted a leaked preview to our Facebook page Spider-Man ooh, kind of excited about this still don't know how I feel about the actor but in Civil War Tony Stark designed Spider-Man this really badass kind of red and gold suit that had like four extended robotic arms coming out of the back of it. Mm-hmm. In that leaked trailer, you saw some robotic arms and like a first-person perspective coming out of the back of something there, you know. Right, because because that's that's the Spidey suit that Iron Man built for Spider-Man. That's the advantage of being on Iron Man's side is you're going to get a lot of badass gadgets. It's true. Is 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 I mean, because Tony Stark, you know what his superpower is? His checkbook. Well, who's on Captain America's side? Captain America's side. Once, uh, so we got the Cap as leader. Then we got Falcon. Then we got Ant Man. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah. Now this one might be a this one might be a little bit of a surprise if you're only watching the movies. Uh, but the Winter Soldier. Uh, not a surprise to me i said if you've only watched the movies and once again because at the end of captain america winter soldier they kind of leave it ambiguous they leave it as a man who's looking for his identity but he was still kind of left i feel like he was still kind of left as and who, who do you think drug him out of the potomac at the end of the film I know, uh, yeah i know but still is like he he was the main bad guy for the majority of the film you know uh but so uh Obviously, the two of them have made up. Uh, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, and then uh, Scarlet Witch. Now, here she's interesting mm-hmm. because even though I know they're not going to do this, Scarlet Witch could end this with a thought. Yeah. If you're, if you're a fan of comic books, and excuse me, I'm really about to geek out here. All right, go for it. Uh, in House of M storyline, Scarlet Witch goes insane and uses her powers to alter reality to where Magneto gets his way and mutant kind dominates the world and magneto literally runs the entire world she literally changed the everybody's reality around her to mm. what she wanted it to be to her vision of what might be a perfect world right in her eyes all she's got to do is use her powers strongly enough and she could literally erase iron man and his entire team from existence yeah, but they're not going to amp her up to that power level yet. No, but also is, you know, both. It, it, what's so interesting about Civil War is both sides. All they want to do is good. Yeah. It, they they just have different visions about about how to go about doing what's good for everyone else. And so Scarlet Witch wiping Iron Man's team out of existence isn't good because then you're taking good people away from the good fight. Well, I can already tell you who the matchups are going to be here. Okay. Who, who do you think they are? It's, because Of because, course, it's going to be Captain America versus Iron Man. Right. I, I already saw this in the in the trailer. It's going to be Hawkeye versus uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only person that can match up against Scarlet Witch is Vision, which is kind of ironic because they fall in love in the comics, so this could be the birth of a love story here. Ooh. That's a good point. Um, and then that's going to leave, I guess, Spider-Man versus Ant-Man and Falcon versus 
War Machine, or they're going to flip-flop, and they're going to do Ant-Man versus War Machine because he could shrink down and get inside War Machine's suit, and you're going to have, uh, oh, shit, Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man. But I think Winter Soldier could wipe the floor with Spider-Man. Yeah, is... um now there are other heroes that are in the comic that we still don't know and we shouldn't say what side they're on just in case yeah you know they do pop up in the movie but there's still the chance of punisher daredevil uh who who are some other are there any other big ones that aren't on this list that uh that have other projects going i mean iron fist of netflix gets it off the ground but i don't think he'll appear in, in this civil war but he was a big part of civil war like he really led the movement to to rescue heroes who didn't want to register with the government and bring them to like safe havens mm-hmm. same thing with nick fury he was on the side of captain america and didn't believe in registration yeah yeah I, yeah i forgot nick fury he he was in this he part was on, uh, nick fury gets ousted from shield and he is no longer director right. of shield maria hill takes over she teams up with tony and is like yes after this tragedy we have to have registration and right. nick fury's like no uh he goes, if, if this is the way this is going down, fuck it, I'm out. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting. It, it, this this looks like it's it's ramping up to be a, a, a great movie. It'll be interesting to see what superheroes make an appearance that aren't on this list that we just mentioned and, no, just the and how they will have. Everybody's mind. Spoiler, stop the podcast here if you don't want to hear this. This is like the entire spoiler for Civil War. Okay. Will Captain America die or not? You see, okay, here's the deal, is when I went back and I read Civil War, I only read the trade paperback of the main Civil War storyline. In that storyline, Captain America doesn't die. Captain America dies in... Oh, yeah, kind of a post-Civil War. In a post-Civil War, because... Because because you because every everyone so associates with right right well because you know is when Marvel does one of these big story arcs is they have several offshoots that have tie-ins so during Civil War Captain America had his own story arcs along with Ant Man Spider Man the Vision Black Widow like all you could you could like the Hulk like I, he was in there um, they all had their own story arcs that would play in and out of of uh of the main secret war storyline and so it was towards the end the war was over and then they were finishing up captain america's side story and that at the end of that that's when he was killed and uh i believe isn't that when according to the in the comics did did uh winter- captain america yeah he gets assassinated then winter soldier takes over for a little bit yeah and then fa- uh not Falcon. Well, but no, it's the guy that that in in Winter Soldier, the the soldier that that Chris Evans meets that is Falcon. Ra- okay, yeah. So Falcon becomes um, Cap- no, no. I thought I thought that's Captain what it was. America comes back. He either like th- somebody either bends time and pulls him out of World War Two and brings him up to like the current oh. time, or some version of Steve Rogers gets brought back. Oh, okay. He kind of goes undercover for a while so it starts kind of running like a covert group for shield gotcha and then leading up to how um i don't know what exactly led uh hawkman not hawkman sorry falcon hawkman that sounds like dc's ripoff it is oh is it (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't know what led Falcon to take up. I think once again, Captain America just kind of became disenfranchised with the with the government and the world around him, and he mm-hmm. put his shield down, or and, and Falcon picked it up, and that's why we have Falcon running now as Captain America. Okay, see, I knew at some point Falcon took over as yeah, Captain no, America. Captain America does come back in the comics. Okay. He doesn't stay dead. And okay, yeah, but see, I was right at some at, in some point that Falcon did take over. I was right. I, f- I just need to get that out there that I was right. Uh, so once again, so we'll we'll see how all this plays out on the big screen, and um, I'm I'm really looking forward to Civil War. S- uh, moving on over to the other side of Marvel Cinematic Universe that isn't really tied in because it's kind of controlled by Fox, is we have some news from the set of the Gambit film is they have found their femme fatale for the film. And it is French actress Leah and then a really, really French last name of Sam. Come on, man. Come on. I lost the page. Come on, man. Come on. Don't make me butcher this poor actress's last name because I... Leah Sado. Thank you. Thank you. So French actress uh, Leah Sado will be playing, will be in uh, the new Gambit film. Um, okay. It's like... I, before we did the show is we were looking up her credits and she's been in some big title movies. She's been in mission impossible ghost protocol. She, yeah. She was the main character in that. I would argue that maybe Tom Cruise was the main character. She in, was a main character on I, the bad guy side, but you, <laughs> the way you phrased it, she was the main character in that. I said, I said she was a main character in that. Uh, we're gonna have to go back and listen to the tape on that. <laughs> go to the tapes on it. Yes, uh, but so uh, and then Inglorious Bastards, and then is is this the new Bond film? Uh, Spe- is it Spec Spectre? Spectre is the one coming out. Okay, she, okay. So she has these big name title movies, but I can't point her out. Is you and I spent twenty minutes looking up who she was in Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, but I could, I could, I could point her out though. But she's not the one who owns the cinema, Sam. I do know that. Yeah, no. You were trying to convince me otherwise. I thought she was, but no. In the beginning of the film, when so she's one of the farmer's daughters. Yeah, when Colonel Hans Landa visits the French farm and the farmer's hiding the the Jewish people beneath Uh in the cellar, he has two daughters, and Hans Landa asks the two daughters to go outside. She's one of those. She's one of the two. Just quick cameo in that. Okay. Okay. And well, they. Yeah, is they they may seem like maybe she had a more prominent role, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. So that so, I, what do you think? Good good choice. I mean, good choice. Yeah, I mean, in the Gambit comic book, um, he joins a thieves guild, and then there's another rival guild, and, you know, and they're kind of like gangs that go to war, and he ends up almost marrying the daughter of the head of the opposing thieves guild to try to broker a peace between the the two, and she's gonna be that lead. Yeah, she can play French with a kind of Creole accent and yeah. a thief and an action star, and she's got all the right qualities for this. Yeah, so uh, I just, <laughs> I just, like I said, I just good I, casting choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see. Uh, filming for the Gamut film uh, begins this October, and I, I, I totally forgot this uh, and why I remember. I remember for a little while I had some reservations about the Gamut film, and now I remember what they were. Is uh, it's uh, being written by the same person that wrote the uh, RoboCop reboot. Oh fuck! Yeah, Damn. I I knew it. Like, cause we've mentioned this story a couple times, and each time I'm like, 
why is it that the Gambit movie always felt okay, wrong? Okay, and it's because of this. Let's let's back up here though, because you and I were lambasting Ant Man for being directed by the guy that did Bring It On. Okay, Sam, touche. When you're right, you're right. Now I'm not saying RoboCop didn't suck. And and also, you know what, Sam. You're you're right because I also remember when uh, Joe and I for Afternoon Delight we did uh we did the new Terminator film and the people who did that film did the new Mission Impossible movie and I was like wow I bet the new Mission Impossible movie is going to suck because this Terminator movie sucked Mission Impossible the new one was really, really good. good yeah it was really good so you're right we it could there could be hope could be hope I hope I'm right. Yeah, let's hope you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Come on, don't let me down. Yeah, let's let's hope you're right. Let's hope you're right. Okay, all right. Uh, now f- we don't talk a lot about video games on here. Although you and I are both avid gamers, I mean, we right and what eighteen hours plus a week on game consoles. Um, not that we don't have lives either, man, because we do. Yeah, I would, I would say maybe like ten to fifteen. I don't think I think eighteen's pushing it. Yeah. 18 is a little big. But so uh, a game, one game uh, is is making a comeback that had a that I think was a little bit of a cult hit is uh, Mirror's Edge. Yeah, I own it, and it's a good game. But damn, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's very such ju- finite like button yeah. mashing. You have to hit everything at the right moment, or, or your character just sucks. Right, which is the reason why it was more of a cult hit and not such a big yeah, success. No, but so they're bringing it back uh, with the new gaming consoles. And to help bring it back, they are also publishing a comic uh, before the release of the game. So kind of like a prequel story to get you caught up on where everybody is in the universe? It, exactly. Is So the uh, new Mirror's Edge game is called Mirror Edge Catalyst, and it's coming out in February. But prior to the release is the writer of the game is teaming up with Dark Horse Comics. Legit company there. Yeah. I'm reading two, two of three. Yeah, three of the three they got three comics right now that I'm really digging. Is um so the the writer of the game has teamed up with Dark Horse and they are releasing, like Sam said, it is a prequel. It is a uh, Mirror's Edge all right, Excordium. <laughs> Little off on that one. Excalibur. <laughs> Mirror's Edge, Edge. Excordium. <laughs> Wait, oh. let's sound this out, Jeff. It's a multi-syllable word. I, I divide it up here. here. Sam, how the fuck do you say it? Mirror's Edge Exordium. Oh, I did say Exordium, ex- but I or I said it really slow, yeah, like I was having a stroke. Spit out the word Excrotum. <laughs> That's what I thought you were about well, to that's say. That's right. Is uh, so Mirror's Edge Exordium. Exordium will be a uh, a prequel. Taking uh, it, it, it's it, it doesn't say it's going to be a a, a uh, monthly comic is i imagine that this is just going to be a like probably like a five issue story arc because the comic takes place over a week's time span and so we are we're gonna talk seven issues here yeah i oh i see what you're doing (laughs) that's fucking clever sam (laughs) how's that working out for you being clever (laughs) uh so oh god damn it you got me off so okay so the comic is taking place after the original um, Mirror's Edge uh, game, and uh, obviously before the f- uh, the new one is. Uh, fa- uh, this is coming from the writer uh, Christopher 
uh, M Guard is a uh, Faith. That is the main character. Uh, she has uh, been. She's grown up and off the grid from the runner uh, with the runners, the running group called Glass. Uh, but she she's still learning a lot, and so her uh, so her father Noah doesn't want her going out on all these running missions. So she has to sneak around, and she's doing some running missions on the side, and that's the premise of this comic. And uh, it's going to lead right into the to the video game, and I think that's really cool that the the writer of the story in the game is writing the comic because then it's going to be one nice fluid story, and have you know a, a, a really good telling a really good story overall an in depth. That's what I'm looking comprehensive for. comprehensive story. There we go. There now, we Jeff, go. do you think this is going to be a niche type thing here, where it's like only fans of the games are going to want to pick this up? Or will the casual comic book buyer like see the artwork on this and be like, hey, it's sort of an independent and it looks like it's got cool artwork. Maybe I'll pick it up and read it. And they'll be like, oh, shit, I got to go play this game now. Or is this going to be exclusively geared toward the Mirror's Edge cult crowd, as you called it? I would I would imagine it's more for the, the gamer because the comic obviously is not going to have I'm, – I'm, I mean, it's going to – I, I, the story is not going to end at the end of the comic. So, you know, I don't see anyone. What great product, Ian. If you want to see how the comic ends, you got to buy the video game. Exactly. If you want to know how the story is going to end, you got to play the game. And so I don't see, you know, someone who is more into comics and not into this game picking this up because it's like, well, I can pick it up, but I'm, you know, I'm going to be. I'm going to be left with an with an incomplete story. Luckily, comics and gamers usually go hand in hand yeah, here. Yeah, is uh, is um, is we're lucky on that. So, Sam, Seth Rogen might just be taking over television. I know he's got he's got preacher right. over at AMC, and right. now what's he doing with Hulu? Now he's uh, and he's actually teamed with Hulu, and it's not just him. It's a uh, it's also his writing partner uh, Evan uh, Goldberg. Is they have teamed with Hulu, or I should say, Hulu has has whatever it is. I guess bought their script or, or bought ordered their a ship. pilot. There it is. They have ordered a pilot for Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's new comedy show called uh, Future Man. <clears throat> so, and I, I guess you know, I didn't. I've seen some of their stuff together, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. I think you know. I think they're a little hit and miss sometimes with with their writing, yeah, but but it seems like when it comes and and this is the, I'm referring to their writing with as in movies, yeah, because they've done like this is the end together, yeah, which it was a fun ride, but I don't think it was good as Pineapple Express. Yeah, they did Pineapple Express. I'm pretty sure they did. Oh my gosh, Jonah Hill's like first big starring role with Emma Stone. Oh, um, McLovin. That yeah. was a fucking thing. Oh my god, what wow. super bad. Super bad. Yeah, I think that they wrote super bad together. I think I think I think you might be right on that. But so when they're good, they're good. Because the, Pineapple right. Express and Super Bad. Um, this is the end. Funny, but it went a little too dark for me in places it, at it times. Was, it was funny, but also it's like okay, like I also, I also think it was some of the old jokes and you know, whatever. And they also did the interview together. Oh yeah, that was their big miss. That was their big miss. It was what? a big controversy. Yeah, but it was still. You I, know, know, I thought it was funnier than I. Yes. Than it was going to be. I will. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. 
but it seems like so movies hit or miss but very promising we haven't seen any of their work but it seems to be quality work that that the two of them are getting preacher together with amc and now hulu has outbid other major uh, cable companies for their new script future man so future man uh is is the story of a man who is a uh, janitor by day oh shit sam i just lost my place vamp vamp you know who else is Vamp. considering jumping into the TV ring? When I'm looking for something, why would you ask me a question that would take? Uh, that would take. <laughs> Damn you! How dare you away. ask me a question? Why would you do this? Okay, I found it. Uh, good, good vamping, Sam. Okay, uh, the story centers around a janitor by day doubling as a world-ranked gamer by night, who is tasked to prevent the uh, uh, ex- extinction. Of the human race after a uh, group of aliens in, uh, invade Earth. So, it, somebody's been reading a lot of Ender's Game. Yeah, that's what it kind of sounds like. Is so he's a gamer at the, he's a janitor by day. Then at night he's a world class gamer, and an alien race is uh, in is is planning an invasion, and and he is. I guess his simulations. Or the games that he's been playing are actually government recruiting simulations? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. There is an alien race about to be invaded by their enemies, and they have seen him play, and so they recruit him to save their... Oh, I take that back. These guys have been watching The Last Starfighter. Yes. That's the exact fucking plot of The Last Starfighter. Well, now it's going to be a show called called Future Man. Really? Because it was kind of a movie in the 80s, and it was called The Last Starfighter. Yeah, well, so uh, it doesn't sound as promising as... You hooked me already. Aliens abducting yeah, humans to come fight I mean, for them? I pre- mean, Preacher, Preacher has more, you know, a oh, bigger God, name. Preacher's going to be brutal and yeah, dark. Yeah, and, and also being teamed with AMC. AMC such hot shit right now with all of their stuff. Uh, it, I, I do like the fact that it's on something like Hulu so they can push the boundaries more. But, you know, this isn't the only thing that they're working on. Is Seth Rogen and uh, and Evan Goldberg? They're also working on an animated show on FX called uh, called uh, Bigfoot, and then they're working on another animated show called Sausage Party that is already has the cast of Paul Rudd and Kristen Wiig. So they got a lot of t- shit working in TV. So quick rundown: Preacher. Okay, then they got this new thing with AMC or uh, Preacher Hulu. with AMC, then Hulu Future Man, FX animated series Bigfoot, or at least the working on it, and then another animated uh, comedy. Oh, sorry, this isn't a series. This is an animated comedy movie, uh, Sausage Party. So I've saw the trailer for Sausage Party. It looks kind of funny. Oh, have you? I didn't yeah. know there was already a trailer it's a, out. It's a, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Is I I hadn't. Haven't been to the movies in a little bit, so uh, so haven't. Well, besides, besides Fantastic Four, we shall not speak of that. Oh go back and watch the 2005 one. I know. Oh my god, I'm having flashbacks of like how bad it was. So, oh, to clear your mind of that, yes, I was reading an article earlier today, and there's somebody else who may want to dip their toe into television. Who's that? Mr. Quentin Tarantino on the L Ray Network. No, no, he was just talking in general. He he did an interview for New York Magazine, you know, gearing up to Hateful Eight. 
mm-hmm. and they ask him, you know, hey, are you jealous of guys like, you know, like Soderbergh who have jumped over to TV and started having success in TV? And he said no, because Soderbergh will either just direct the entire series and not write the entire series, you know, and so he's only doing one aspect of it. He goes, if I'm to ever jump into TV, I want to write it and direct it. And, and he goes, usually when I write like stuff like Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill or The Hateful Eight, it, you know, turns out to be like this big eight hour project that no moviegoer would sit to pay through or, you know, pay to sit through mm-hmm. and I have to cut it down so much. He goes, it would be nice for me to write something that big, put it on, make it a mini, a mini series event on TV and tell like an entire story. Like I've always wanted to from very beginning to very end. Yeah, he should do that. Yeah, he should absolutely do that. Should totally like, but he Cinemax, sh- HBO. I was about to say, is he shouldn't he shouldn't do that with like NBC, CBS, no. like a major no. No, he should team up with a premium channel like HBO or. Uh, and then the know, other thing, something like that, he teased in the interview is that he feels that he needs to do one more western because he feels that you know you can't claim you're a western director until you've done three western films. I, so he's counting Django. Yeah, Django. Django. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's kind of going the Sergio Leone route. He did, you know, fistful of dollars, few dollars more, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. But he also says that he has, and he won't ex- he won't explain more, but he has a seed growing in the back of his mind to possibly jump into the sci-fi genre. Ooh. But with no spaceships and making a completely Earth-bound sci-fi film. Quentin Damn. Tarantino taking on sci-fi period. I'm fucking sold. Yeah, I was about to say. Plus, yes. no spaceships and keeping it earthbound. That's that's a ballsy move. Th- it's a ballsy move, and it's, I mean, just the first thing that I think of is like, that seems like then you're going to be dealing with stuff that we might actually be facing, like with like robotics and all that type yeah. of stuff. So for f- ter- future Tarantino projects, look for one more western. Possibly, he said he has the inkling to jump into sci-fi and maybe do like a six to twelve part miniseries, because he actually wants to tell a complete story for once. That that would be awesome. That 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 sound. Um, yeah. Quentin, like said. we love you here on My Comic Life. You're more than welcome to come on anytime. <laughs> discuss these projects with us. We know you. Yeah. We know you're a big fan of the show. Yeah. Yeah. You you have your people call our people. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. We'll do lunch. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what they say. Uh, speaking of people busy with projects, is so you know Robert Kirkman been real busy, and one of his new projects just hit the airwaves is the the new his new show, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, they had their premiere this past week. You and I had our own premiere party. That's right. We had our own little watching party before we came on the air today, and uh, gotta say, right off the bat. Didn't didn't grab me like uh, like the first Walking Dead did. I'm not saying it's bad. All right. I mean, it's I I I love the Walking Dead universe. Is it's what got me into comics. You know, I mean, because I saw the first season and I wanted more, and I didn't want to wait for uh, season two. So I started reading the comics, and then from there it's just escalated into to now. So Walking Dead will always have a special place in my heart, and I love this universe. But I, I, I didn't grab me like 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 the first one. I mean, it, it it's good. It's taking its time. Yeah, it's slow. Slow, slow is what came to and, my mind. And the thing is, is when I was watching this at first, I was thinking like, is this slow because they want it to be slow, or is it slow because that of the way they're telling the story? 
And from after watching it and then uh, reading a couple other things, it sounds like maybe it is slow, and that's the way they want to uh, th- they they want to present it. But the storyline is going to have to pick up space, uh, pick up pace at some point because where they are with Fear the Walking Dead is this would be when Rick Grimes is still in his coma because we're looking at the very beginning of the outbreak is you know right now uh, we haven't we, we haven't seen like what we're used to seeing in this universe is you know is we're we're following this family of four the the I, I mean it's an interesting representation of family is I don't even know if if the if the if you the have, mom and dad are. If, if you have two divorced parents who work right at the same school. One's a counselor. One's an English teacher. We should mention they're not divorced from each other. No, they're, th- I, th- they're, I believe they're dating. It doesn't yeah. say if they're dating or like newlyweds. The the two adult leads in in this film are Luke show what show oh fear the, fear the Walking Dead yeah, yeah not not a movie sorry um <laughs> are divorced and now. Um, after their divorce, they found each other and they're dating and they're trying to like merge their two families together. Right, because they both have kids from a previous marriage. And the would possibly future dad just moved in mm-hmm. with uh, his new, I guess, girlfriend, girlfriend. or fiance's yeah. family. The son is a fuck up crack addict. The girl. Uh, it's heroin. Heroin. Okay, Sam. Sorry. All right. It's. I'm sorry. It's, I don't. I don't. The, you know, I don't know my drugs that well. Okay. Well, yeah. The daughter is a genius who's bound for Stanford, I believe. No, Berkeley. Berkeley. She she's got singularitis already. She's blowing class because well, she's already in. Well, she. You know, there was a scene with her and her uh, boyfriend, and she kept saying one more year. She she's not happy at home. She's she's got one more year left of high school, and then she's off to college. She's she's this, clearly you know she doesn't. Her brother takes up most of the attention because he's always in and out of rehab, in and out of trouble with the law. And in this episode, he's, you know, in the hospital and he's actually he's so he's 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 seen the walkers coming, you know, and no one believes him because he's going through withdrawal yeah, from heroin. Tweaking. Yeah. So everyone's just like, you're you're you know, this is what I have to say. Great character development. Too much. I get it dysfunctional family working in a lower class high school in los angeles you've set it up now mm-hmm. kudos but good for you now you better pull the trigger on this right and start launching zombies at me or you're gonna lose me in episode two yeah because while it's important to 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 build their backstory is you don't need to go into so much backstory of their setting like i felt like they that there are times in in this episode where they were like we're in la you know it's like okay i understand you need to establish because one of the big things about this is that it's not supposed to be crossing you know it's not going to cross over with the walking dead comic and character i don't believe characters are really going to cross over between the two shows so I get it. You're setting the stage that we are not in Georgia. We are in California. We're in L.A. But then there are other times when it's like, okay, we we get it. You're 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 in California. You're you're in L.A. You're you're at Venice Beach. Like, we, I, I get it. You're not with Rick's group. You're you're in a different part of the country. You know, I the whole the 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 location doesn't need to play such a big role in it because 
This it, is it's, it's not about that. This is how I equate this episode. You ever see like in those, in those like sports movies or those movies where somebody tries really hard and like the slow clap starts, you know, and you're just like, yeah, and all of a sudden it starts building and people just start like clapping louder and louder and everybody joins in and right. goes shit and goes ape shit. This is what the episode was. It was like a slow clap and I'm like, okay. Start building it into yeah. like that fandom and that loud cheer that you hear when like Rudy scores the touchdown, you know? Yeah. Okay. The slow clap has started. Build it now. Expand. Go. Right. I mean, overall, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, it, it brought me back for episode two. Yeah, no, it, it is well acted. There are some great writing points in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch episode two. This is not us saying, hey, this is a bad show. Don't watch it. This is us saying, it's got some proving to do. It's got some potential. Is, Build on. It. I mean, like, yeah, is, on a, it's no, it's, it's, it's got, it's, it's got big shoes to fill, and it. On a scale it, of it, one to ten, I'd give it a solid eight, seven point nine to an eight. I would. Yeah, I was gonna say seven, seven and a half. You know, we'll go back to it. But you know, this this is one. But this is a show where if it doesn't take the right turn. You know, is it? It could. It it could fall apart. Now, I don't. I don't think that will happen. Is I think, I think that it that it will pick up pace because, even though right now we're happening before the timeline of the Walking Dead, um, Walking Dead time is there are they have the already outbreak said, has started. Yeah, and 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 also the show the show's producers. And writers have they they've said that that eventually, within you know I I believe the because I the show already has already been greenlit for a second season I believe uh, yes no no it is, is that was part of the deal is like it got picked up for two seasons right away and so by so they have two seasons to move the time frame along to where they are now at the exact same time as Walking Dead is in season six. So they got two seasons to catch up to that in time in in this universe. So with that in mind, I have to believe that it will pick up. But once again, it I, coming out of the gate didn't didn't grab me like like the first one did. Oh god, yeah, Walking Dead, Rick coming out of that hospital. But it pulled in a shit ton of viewers. Highest rated cable television premiere of. Any show is that what I read, Jeff? Ten point one million view. Li- I like this that now we're in a day of DVR that we have to say this. Ten point one million live viewers, as in they watched it when it actually came on uh, without without recording it, and that smashes the uh, the number the record that Walking Dead had with their premiere uh, with uh, five point three five, and then uh, Better Call Saul had uh had a per, had had beaten the walking dead now becoming the highest rated premiere show with 6.88 million viewers on his premiere date now fear the walking dead set the record 10.1 on its on its first show who knew that geekdom would cross over into the mainstream yeah I don't all know, those man. kids getting crammed into their lockers in the 80s good for you vindication my friend you, you saw it coming and Endured the harshness. Yeah. So, uh, so, wow. So, so yeah. Ten million. Ten point one. Fuck. Yeah. Kudos. Good job. Good I mean, for you. I mean, you you know whoever's decision it was 
to automatically greenlight this for a, a two-season show, as soon as they saw those numbers, they were like, okay, thank God. I m- made the right Whatever. call. They Just, poured themselves that nice $200 bottle of whiskey, grabbed a Cuban, and lit up and went, yeah. fuck, I'm good. Yeah. All right, Sam, you ready to move on to new releases? Let's do this All thing. Right. All right, it's part of the show where we let you know what's new in comics and what's coming out in movies this week or in movie theaters. All right, Sam, as always, let's go ahead and throw it on over to you. What's new in uh, DC and Marvel this week? All right, on the Marvel side of things, we have Ant-Man Last Days number one. Huh. You just did the Ant-Man movie this summer. You built an audience for it. Now you're launching a comic. No, they have to do Last Days because... Secret Wars is about to end, and then the Marvel Universe is re is 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 renewed, and so everything has to come to an end. Well, when a local clairvoyant predicts the end of the world, a mysterious woman sends Scott on a vital mission. An old foe, okay, maybe an old annoyance, shows up, and Scott's going to regret it. What do you think when the world is about to end? Mm. If you're an Ant Man fan, if you like his sense of humor. You know, is the world going to end? Are we going to have people crawling out of paintings and pink slime coming out? Cats and dogs living together in peace. Mass hysteria. Sorry, I love Ghostbusters. <laughs> Check out Ant-Man. I am. I've been. I've been reading the Scott Lang run in uh, trade paperbacks, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty cool little, little series. Though. I think I'll be picking up Ant-Man one last days. As always, Jeff, I like to show you a little Deadpool love over here because you know Deadpool's your boy. Mm-hmm. So we have. Deadpool's secret, Deadpool's secret, secret wars, number four. You guys understand that this is not a secret wars tie-in, right? It's nothing less than the truth, and they don't want you to know this is how the original secret wars really ended. You will not believe it. Which is your right? <laughs> you want to care to fill me in on this one, Jeff? Since I mean, there's there's nothing really to 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 fill in on is is he's going back and he's messing with the 1980s secret wars that Marvel did and um he he's been with a group of people some really bad stuff happened to the group of people he was with and now he's uh he's trying to uh figure it all out and uh he, you're kind of you know looking back and seeing where it all went wrong so uh that's kind of all there is without spoiling anything so. all right well, moving on over to the pages of DC, we have We Are Robin, number three. This is a series I've been buying strictly based on all the artwork I've seen on the cover of these things. It's pretty awesome. Need to read it. <laughs> okay. But uh, the Robins finally meet Bat-ham- Batman, Batman, wow. Batman himself, but is it everything they imagined it, it would be? And what will the Dark Knight think of them? You know, there's an old adage, you never meet your heroes. They will just end up disappointing you. Will Batman dis- disappoint this group of people who have taken up the mantle of Robin? Uh, I don't know. I think Batman will be like, hey, you're a bunch of fucking kids. Stop wearing my partner's symbol. Stop fighting crime. Go go the fuck home. Yeah, I could see that. That's Bat- pretty much what Bat- he- Batman can be a real dick sometimes. Yeah, hard ass. All right, and finally, we got Teen Titans number 11. Red Robin draws closer to proving Superboy's innocence, but with the Teen Titans trapped behind bars in a prison, 
built to house superpowered criminals, how will the truth ever be revealed? Cue the orange is the new black or Oz music. It's Teen Titans in prison. Let's get down and dirty with them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, that uh, rounds out my comics, Jeff. What do you got? Alrighty. So uh, this is uh, this is a really good week. A lot of jumping on points for uh, for some image titles. Is uh, first off though is uh, ju- just mentioning this that uh, Rasputin number eight is out this week. Sons of the Devil number four is out, and then uh, the Walking Dead volume uh, number twenty four of the trade paperback. But there are uh, three uh, volume one trade paperbacks coming out this week. And so this would be a great jumping on point to these comics if you uh, haven't read them yet. First up is a volume one trade paperback of Invisible Republic. Uh, when a reporter unearths the secret history of the recently disposed uh, dictator of a remote colonized moon, he discovers exposing secrets can be deadly. Collecting Invisible Republic number ones or number one through five. Then also out this week. Now this one is only an eight issue run, so this is half. Uh, th- this is halfway through the story. It's a Run Love Kill volume number one. Is uh, the Origami a mystery military organization is on the hunt for one of their former assassins' reign. Their grasp over the city of Prigat is tightening, and reign has less than twenty four hours. To, to get out before she's uh, trapped forever. Rain must face the decisions of her past while using everything at her disposal to avoid capture or even worse, death. This collects issues one through four. So this is, uh, like I said, eight issue run. So you're halfway through if you pick this one up. Then also, this is one of my new favorite comics. It's The Tithe. This collects Tithe number one through four. A high story unlike any before. Mega churches are being robbed for millions of dollars by a crusader uh, hacker group known as Samaritan, who is giving the money to causes they deem more worthy. This modern-day Robin Hood is being pursued by two FBI agents who actually admire admire them but want to stop them before things escalate. So, Tithe Trade Paperback number one. I love this story. And also, you know, a, a little city, a, a little love for where we are is uh, some of this story uh, actually takes place here in Texas. Yeah, we got one of the biggest mega churches yeah, is, within our metroplex. Well, and so, so here's the other thing is um, Tithe is – is there there are parts that 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 take place here in like uh, Plano, Texas, and actually in certain uh, in one part of the story, the FBI this isn't spoiling anything finds a list of churches that that are going to be hit, and they are real churches on this list. And I know this because at my job we air religious programming on the weekends, and some of these churches that are in that are mentioned in this comic. We aired their stuff on like Sunday, so I thought that was I think that's really cool that they are taking these real life churches and putting them in these fictional things, you know, in this fictional uh, world. And you know, I th- I just I love this. I think this is this is a great Robin Hood story. And so uh, type number uh, type trade paperback number one out this week. 
moving on over to the movies. Uh, not a not a great movie weekend. Slow weekend at the box office. Yeah, is I I don't see anything really that's gonna trump uh, Straight Out Compton at number one. I think that uh, both of the, I, I I think that it's gonna stay at number one uh, th- even with these new releases because they're only two really worth talking about. Well, hey, you know what you should do this weekend then if you've already seen Straight Out of Compton. Should stay home, kick your feet up because Mad Max is available for digital download now and coming out next week on Blu-ray. <laughs> hmm, it's interesting you should say that. Uh, Mad Max director is going to have something with uh, oh shit uh, coming up in a second. But coming out this week, first up is we have We Are Your Friends. This is the new Zac Efron movie. Um, oh, so <laughs> so here's um, you know. You know how for a while they made a lot of movies about the dance squad that, you know, just they, they, they had things going against them, both, you know, f- from where they were and and, you know, environmental, you know, like uh, friends and family holding them back. You know, you used to get a lot of those with the dance movies. And then you would also have singer songwriter movies where, you know, they're going to hit the road and become a singer songwriter so essentially it's kind of like you're mashing up these two things and you get we are your friends because zaf efron plays a inspiring dj and he's from wants to be the next skrillex yeah and he's from the san fernando valley and they're like oh man we're just djing because we're love computers and and apple products and and oh man if you want to set yourself apart you got you got to do something no other dj's done before so, you know, I'm uh, yeah. sorry, I'm not buying this. No, I'm not either. Woe is me. I'm an oppressed California white boy from an upper middle class neighborhood and yeah. nobody likes my music. Yeah, so man. I've got to go to corporate America <laughs> and I meet really cool people along the way. People who give me high paying jobs in corporate America. But because my soul is in the music, I have to go back to the music and invent a new sound. Bullshit. There's so much douche in this film, I want to puke. Yeah, so here's here's the official summary from IMDb, so, so it's fair. Caught between a forbidden romance and the expectation of his friends, aspiring DJ Cole Carter, if you are using your real name, your first and last name, and then just putting DJ in front of it... DJ Cole Carter. No, man, <laughs> like... There's number one, all right? Skrillex, Chemical Brothers, come on, nobody uses okay. Daft Punk. Uh, so DJ Cole Carter attempts to find the path, uh, attempts to find the path in life that leads to fame and fortune. Well, kind of sounds like he's already made up his mind that he's going to dick over his friends and do whatever it takes to make fame and fortune. So um, we can just skip that one for this weekend. Look, Zac Efron, I wish you the best. Uh, neighbors, you were fucking hilarious. You killed it. I don't know if he's going to be in the sequel. I didn't mention that when we were talking about Seth Rogen, oh. but they are making their cur- uh, him and Evan Goldberg are currently doing uh, Neighbors 2, like Rise of Sorority. 17 again. You were funny. Didn't see that one. Was that the one with it's Tim Allen? Like, no, it's Matthew Perry. It's kind of like big, but in high school. It's kind of like big in reverse. Like he wants to go back Matthew to high. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Yeah. It was not used to hearing his name. It was funny. Okay. Y- you got potential to be a cool dude. Just don't pick such. And you know what? Prove me wrong. 
I may catch this movie on TV at some point and go, oh my gosh, I'm eating my words. This is actually good. But this just looks like no, a bunch I, of bored. I, I, I watched the preview. No. If it this, looks like a bunch of bored no. suburban kids who. No, that's what it is. Who hung like, out at Forever 21 too long yeah. and decided that they're going to rebel against the system. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what's a great. Oh, here, here's how I should have presented the movie from the beginning. It's like Lord of Dogtowns, but not as good of a story. I was and, say, Lords and, of and, Dogtown. And replace skateboarding with DJing. Lords of Dogtown was good, and those no, guys I, I were know. actually coming from no, a no. shitty neighborhood. I, I, I know, I know. I know is is I'm saying it's trying to be like that. In fact, you should just, go to a screening of We Are Friends and then just put on Lords of Dogtown and ignore We Are Friends. Yeah. So let so then let's just stop talking about it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then also coming out this week is the new uh, Owen Wilson movie No Escape. Uh, this is the one where Owen Wilson not qu- quite clear what he does, but his job takes him. I believe it's to China or Thailand and. That Thailand, that area of the world, trying to trying to say some just that Asia, the Asia area, uh, and uh, so he and his family move over there. And, uh, I'll just read the quick description. In their new overseas home, an American family soon finds themselves caught in the middle of a coup, uh, and they coup coup. I know, I always do that. I hate silent letters. Uh, and they uh, frantically look for a safe escape uh, in an environment where foreigners are being immediately executed. So, yeah, it looks, yeah, there's a rise up. Who sees Owen Wilson as an action star? Stick to the comedies or like the Royal Tenenbaums films or, you know, the Life Aquatic movies. Those you can actually come off as almost being somewhat dramatic. I just don't buy you throwing your kid off a roof to your wife. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I have no desire to see this film, and it's not because I don't like the actors in it. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pierce just Brosnan. Seem, um, yeah, this just seems Owen Wilson. You know, Luke Bell, Lake Bell. Sorry. Yeah, keep Pierce Brosnan. Keep Lake Bell. I'm sorry, Owen. I just don't see you in this role at all. Yeah. You do. You do funny, and you I'm, do. I just. I'm just really trying to think. Like, what? Well, I mean, he does funny, and he does dramedy. Well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, because I'm just trying to think, what action movie has he ever been in? I mean, and Shanghai Noon, but that's an action comedy, a Western yeah, action and comedy. Yeah, and that was more that was more him. Like, I'm going to say something funny, then... Jackie Chan's uh, going to do a stunt. Then, yeah, he's going to do some stunts and do all the martial arts, and then I'm going to sit here and be like, whoa, hey, that was crazy. I'm going to shoot my gun. Yeah. Uh, I, I still like it, though. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, I just... Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's really done like a hardcore. Oh, yes, he has. Well, he's done not a hardcore action film, but I get. I think you could label it as an action film. Behind enemy lines. Oh, actually, you know what? He wasn't shitty in that. Yeah, I actually kind of like that one. Yeah. Uh, but that's but that but even then, that was more. I, I mean, I guess it's a it's an action, but I I would say that's more of like him. You know, a drama of him like. You know, we we of uh, being behind and en- being behind enemy lines. Yeah, <laughs> let's go over this here. Meet the Fokker, Startsky and Hutch, Shanghai Knights, the Royal Tenenbaums, Zoolander. All right, yeah, not yeah, not, not a strong action. So no, we'll, but we'll, I mean, we'll we'll see how it you does. Made a good point though. I mean, Starsky and Hutch, the Shanghai movies, and behind enemy lines. I mean, they they all have action elements, but they aren't. 
they they aren't like shoot 'em up movies, which this looks like it's somewhat trying to be a little bit. So we'll see. You know, this is one that's like okay, I I'll wait to see what the reviews are before I really pass judgment on it. But hey, just so you know, it's prove out me there. wrong. Prove yeah. me wrong, man. Sam, you got anything for Ocean? I forgot. I do. I in fact, I just threw this up on our Facebook page. All right, here. What do you got? Uh, rumor mill, Marvel got the rights to Blade back in 2013, mm-hmm. and now rumor is Marvel is going to be doing a new Blade movie, not about Blade, but about Blade's daughter. Huh. Kind of like Marvel's version of Buffy, maybe? Maybe, is because I know when Comic-Con was going on this past year, is there was a story that Wesley Snipe was like meeting with some people yeah. from from uh from marvel and i wonder if this and you know everyone assumed that it was about a new blade movie because they they had gotten the rights back but uh yeah i i don't know is uh that that sounds interesting you know i think it's a i think they're trying to play it safe because of the two the two previous fil- or three pre the four yeah. no there were three, three. it was three one and two did really well. Everybody thought three was fucking awful. Was that the one with that was with Ryan Gosling and not Ryan Gosling, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds and Jessica Biel? I like three, but I like three just because it's so cheesy. Like yeah. it's so bad, it's good, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is uh, so. Uh, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Uh, and then also for uh, me, for Ocean, I forgot is uh, this is rumor, people. This is uh, this is not. In concrete, not in stone. This is not canon. Yeah, is well, I don't think that really plays here. But uh, rumor has it that Mad Max director, that's right, George Miller, could be directing the next Superman movie, Man of Steel. Is uh, this? Well, that's funny because he originally was supposed to be doing a Justice League movie back in the day. Uh, it's funny you say that because even though that movie got uh, got ended up getting canned and not. Uh, coming to fruition is there is a documentary about the about the making of that movie and then its ultimate failure he had some sick concept art laid out for that film is so there's actually a documentary about that justice league movie that is actually in its final stages of production that will be coming out but so with Zack snyder busy with all of well the dc universe (laughs) You know, he's not going to come back to do uh, Man of Steel 2. So they are rumors are that uh, George Miller might be doing it. I think that would be fantastic. Yes. I would absolutely love to see that. I think a George Miller Superman movie might possibly be the best fucking Superman movie ever made. It might be the first time you ever see a Superman movie nominated for an Oscar. I don't know if I would go that far. I don't know, man. If Mad Max doesn't get some sort of nod from the Academy, I'm going to be pissed. Mad Max will get... Here, if Mad Max gets nominated and wins anything from the Academy, it's going to be for visual effects. I know, which... and it's going to be for cinematography. It's you know, it's going to be for set design. I don't, I don't know. Surprise nomination, best female lead, Charlize it Theron. Could, it, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, we'll have to see. But it would be a surprise. Yeah. It would be a surprise. Alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for My Comic Life in your Facebook search bar. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. Handles on there are at mycomic underscore life. Then if you're listening to us via your uh, Apple device, 
and through iTunes. Please rate and comment in iTunes. That really helps us out. And, you know, hopefully one day we can get enough to where we can be like, hey, someone uh, should pay us money to do this and we should get some sponsors. And then, uh, hey, if, don't forget, we get that thousand likes. It's a bottle of crystal on me. That's right. And then uh, also, if you are telling your friends about this show, first of all, thank you. And if they say, well, I can't listen because I don't have Apple, tell them, go on their Android device and download the Podcast Republic or Podcast Addict app, and then they can pick us up through there. And while they cannot rate or comment on iTunes, is they can still subscribe to the show, and then that still helps us out. So and we want to think. Oh, you keep giving us feedback on the Facebook page. We've started getting some engagement from you guys, and this has been great. Keep it up. All righty, Sam. Let's go ahead and close this thing out. Do your thing. Ditch the herd. Be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friend. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.